Talk with Ben Tompkins. Hey, how you doing, everybody? This is Real Talk. I am Ben Tompkins. We are presented by Nobody Currently. These are the Mixtape Days. And man, we got a special episode for you today. We're serving up some extra doses of motivation. Maybe we'll just title March the Motivation Month. March the Motivation Month. That's what we got. Because my guy Scott Meyer is a motivational person, and he is on a mission to help other people. But you know, it's a funny thing about these missions and the way they start, because a lot of times, these missions, when you're trying to help other people, you've ever heard this quote that in order to help others, you must first help yourself? That is exactly the moral of this story right here, because Scott's mission started by helping the one person who needed his help the most, which was himself. When his brother got married in 2020, Scott was weighing in at 367 pounds. He still doesn't even like looking at the wedding photos from that day. It's too painful. But that was his line in the sand moment. At that weight, with two young kids and a wife at home, and the COVID-19 pandemic in full effect, it wasn't just his own life he was risking. He was risking the livelihood of his entire family. That's when shit got real. He found an accountability partner, he found his target heart rate, and he started to find his way around his local gym. Pretty soon, he started a food journal, then a blog, then he started running. Fast forward a year, another wedding is approaching. This time, it's his sister's. It's tomorrow. He goes to put on the pants that he had bought a few months back. He looks in the mirror. He panics. What was once a comfortable waistline fit has now become parachute pants. My guy said he was looking like MC Hamill over here. But that's when it started to dawn on him how far he had come from that line that he had drawn just a year ago. He likes looking at those wedding photos a little bit more, but even since then, he hasn't stopped. 180 pounds later, weighing in at a lean, mean 187, Scott joined me in the studio to share his weight loss journey, the specific changes that he's made that have helped him along the way, what it looked like in the beginning, what's kept him motivated throughout the process, how he handles stress, and the meaning behind his favorite mantra, let's have a day. And if all of that isn't deserving enough to stand and give my guy a round of applause, At some point during this process, he also made another huge change, quitting his cushy salary job to become a mortgage loan officer working off 100% commissions with one goal in mind, helping people along the way in their personal journey to owning a home. A self-described people helper, Scott shares why he feels so deeply about what he does now and what it means to him to be in the position that he's in, not only serving others and facilitating their lifelong dreams, but also aiming to help others feel motivated, seen, and that they're not alone in their own weight loss journey by sharing some of his tips and favorite recipes on his blog and social media channels. Mad love and respect for my guy coming on and sharing his story, trusting me to share his story and to help him share his story. That's always the most humbling and flattering thing. There's a couple times in this interview where He says some things that I hear from a lot of people, which is, hey, not a lot of people know this about me, or I've never told my wife this, or not even my best friends know this about me. When I get people to share that kind of stuff with me, that's when I'm sitting on the edge of my seat like, oh my God, this is fucking amazing. Like, that is such a humbling 
feeling. I'm so grateful that people feel comfortable sharing, and I'm so grateful that Scott felt comfortable sharing a couple of things that not even some of the closest people in his life might know until they listen to this episode right here. And for sharing what he's learned along the way so that others can be inspired by his story and be inspired on their journey too. I hope you enjoy listening to this episode half as much as we enjoyed playing it for you because we had a ball. And if you do, please let us know by dropping a quick rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Please excuse my voice, not only in this intro, but also in the interview as well. I've been feeling a little bit under the weather lately, so my voice is just a couple of tones off, I think. It's one of those self-conscious things. I hear it. Other people might not, I I don't know, but it just, to me, it's off and it's bothersome, so please bear with me. I'm fighting a little bit of a virus here, and uh, we'll get back to our regularly scheduled programming next week, but I think this is a really cool episode and definitely some topics that I've never been able to explore with any of the previous guests that I've had on, so I think that's really cool, and again, I just, I have a lot of respect for who Scott is and what he's doing and the journey that he's on, this mission. He just wants to help people, people helping people. That's a beautiful thing, you know, to quote from Wedding Crashers. All right, without further ado, please enjoy this conversation with Scott Meyer. All right, I am joined now in the studio by my man, Scott Meyer. Scott, how you doing, buddy? What's up, man? How's it going? How you doing? Good. It's awesome out there, man. It's spring, sunshine, it's Friday. I'm trying to play some golf. Deals are closing. Got one this morning, man. Hey. On the way here. Hey. Traveling mortgage loan officer. <laughs> I can do them from the road. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that coffee in your drink right there, or is that just water? No, that's coffee. Uh, I'm a, I'll still say new coffee drinker. Mm-hmm. Um, I hated coffee until my son was born a couple years ago. Uh, he's actually born literally a month before COVID was a thing. And the kid is two but he's got the sleep schedule of a college kid my man likes to get up about 4 a.m mm-hmm. and it's not a groggy wake up he is up at 4 5 a.m and ready to go <laughs> and coffee i tried it one morning because i work out in the morning and i'm like man it's dangerous going to the gym and you're just kind of wobbling mm-hmm. and uh i was able to finish it with a lot of creamer in it now i'm pretty good at not putting as much in there so it's it's more coffee now than creamer it used to be more creamer less coffee well uh, the reason i ask is because we know that coffee's for closers right exactly exactly coffee is for closers and uh if you look at all the coffee mugs that i have in my house those are apparently the way to my heart uh my wife had to uh get rid of a bunch of them because that's something everybody gives me and it's just something that we've got a million of in my house and I guess being a new coffee drinker, I mean, but yeah, coffee's for closers. Uh, a lot of coffee meetings. That's my thing. Yeah. I don't do lunch meetings as much, but yeah, coffee. If I don't have at least two cups by noon, it's it's a rough day. <laughs> I found that lunches can be difficult because you're trying to eat while then talking and you're taking bites and yeah. it can be a tough Yeah. Early on when I first became in this business of doing mortgages, I... I met mainly for coffee, a few lunch meetings, but yeah, no, you're not wrong. It, it is, especially a restaurant can be kind of loud. Um, yeah. and if you're discussing stuff, you know, might be discussing stuff about, 
not a person in particular, but, you know, different scenarios. It's kind of hard to uh, do a coffee shop, you know, generally a Starbucks or like a local place. Um, they're usually not, not too loud. So yeah, that's what I try and do. So nice. Yeah. So you work as a mortgage loan officer. I do. Yes. Um, I been with them. I've been doing all kind of loans for the past 10 years of my life. I transitioned over to mortgages back in July of last year with Republic state mortgage. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a company based out of Texas, but my region covers all of Kentucky and parts of Tennessee and a little bit of Ohio. Okay. My office is out in the Hamburg area in Lexington. It's me and one other loan officer out there named Pat O'Loughlin. Uh, we kind of take over Lexington and some of the surrounding counties that aren't covered by offices in our company. Mm-hmm. And I recently just picked up Bowling Green and Northern Kentucky. So nice. Um, uh, I'm not afraid to go anywhere. Uh, and do anything. So nice. I'll help them if they live in the state and want to buy in the state. I can do it. You're the guy. I am. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that things are picking up. Yeah, it's crazy out there. As you and I were talking a little bit ago, people are getting pre-approved, but it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. So, well, good. So, you also are friends with Amit Patel, who we've had on the show pretty recently. I am. Yeah. He used to. We used to work together few years ago back at a local credit union in Lexington yeah and then you listened to his episode you reached out and you said hey I've got a story yeah I want to come on the show and so we've known each other for like 10 minutes right you drove in from Lexington so it's good to get you in the studio yeah yeah I uh Amit had kind of talked about your podcast on Facebook and then I had met you on Facebook listened to his episode I mean I mean, what can you say about? It? I don't want to say too much about him because I don't <laughs> want his head to get too big. But I mean, he's he's younger than me. But honestly, you know, kind of watching him evolve from a young college kid that was a teller with me mm-hmm. into, I mean, let's be real, he's a business mogul <laughs> yeah. in the state. I mean, sure. the guy does everything from cookies to hotels, right? And at that age, I mean, there's a lot of people that age that just aren't doing a third of what he's doing right so he's i mean if you're listening close your ears but <laughs> he's someone that you know even being younger he's someone that i kind of look up to and and look at as as a big time player not just in lexington but i mean just in our state yeah i mean you know for what he's got going on yeah and you know it's cool as you go through your journey in life to meet people who are younger than you and to still be able to feel inspired by other people or even that statement, I look up to them even though they're younger than me, right? Yeah. It's just, it's cool to me because it just speaks to the fact that you can learn from anybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's things that I've learned from a meet that I haven't even gotten in person. Just when he opened Crumble, when I started in this business, I reached out. You know, like I just told you, I like supporting my friends. Yeah. And as a gift to my clients, I was like, hey, who doesn't like cookies? Yeah. Uh, which we'll get into a little bit later. I love them. I don't eat them anymore. Um, but I reached out to him, and I, I mean, I was there for five minutes, and I saw the team he built with his business partner, and just kind of how he interacted. And I mean, I mean, he's not super young, but I mean, there's people twice his age that aren't half the businessman that that cat is. Yeah, uh, he's just. For his age, he's a different breed. As you know, if you listen to the episode with him on there, you'll learn within the first 15 minutes yeah. that his mentality is just different than 99% of the people. For sure. Yeah. So let's talk about you. Sure. Let's talk about your story. Why did you want to come on? Well, 
you know, after kind of listening to Amit and knowing what I know about him and things I've learned from him and kind of getting the general background of your podcast, what you're about, you're about promoting people. And I'm someone that, yes, my title is mortgage loan officer. That is simply just the title on my business card. Mm-hmm. My role in life is I am a people helper. I don't care what I do in life, if I work at a car wash or if I do mortgages. Someone asked me the other day, what is a goal of mine? Do I see myself continuing to do loans or what? And I said, honestly, as long as I'm in a position to help people, I don't care what I'm doing. And I've gone through a little bit of a journey the last year, year and a half. And I hadn't really, really said much up until a little more recently about it. Started posting a little bit more pictures of my transformation. Uh, One of my best friends, Hannah Flannery, she was on me from the jump. Once changes started happening to kind of like talk about it because there's a lot of people that were in my position that if they see that changes I made, they can say, hey, if I can do whatever it is, anyone can do it. Sure. And I'm still not very comfortable looking at myself outside of pictures, even though it's different. I still have that image in my head of how I was 16 or so months ago. Mm -hmm. It's something I try and battle because honestly in my profession now the only way i'm gonna succeed in my business is be visible and be out there sure yeah so if you follow me on social media i'm a lot more active on it i don't always post pictures of myself i post anything from pictures of my kids because they're wild and if you follow me and my wife you'll see that i am infamous for posting the cheesiest pickup lines on her Facebook wall, <laughs> especially around holiday season, Valentine's Day. I'm sure St. Patrick's Day she'll get one later. What's one of the um, cheesiest ones? Man, I just can't remember. I'd have to go back and look. But she, um, she's a saint because not only does she put up with that, she puts up with all my other shenanigans. Yeah. Um, I'm not the easiest person to like get along with, let alone live with. I'm very picky about things. So she's at the point now where I usually get an eye roll. Because not only do I hit her with them on Facebook, but at the house, any chance I get, I fire off the cheesiest ones. So it just, you know, I'm at the point now where you got to have fun, man. You know, you got to have fun. And I think I'm hilarious on those things. Whether I am or not, I don't I don't really mind whether people, I know I'm funny. Yeah. She doesn't think so as much. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you follow me, You'll see once or twice a month. The real good ones are around like Christmas, you know, the holidays, because that's where I, it'd just be a random Wednesday and I'll just like come across a cheesy pickup line or, I mean, it's just, I'm, I'm right now I'm just trying to have fun, enjoy every day because, I mean, what else can you do, man? Right. There was enough miserable stuff going on to get away from so and when you talk about your transformation we're talking about a weight loss journey yeah yeah so i was it all started october of 2020 my brother got married in disney or orlando but at one of the disney resorts and drove down there i was in the wedding got my tux whatever it may be went down there you know had fun and this was still i mean peak covid right i mean yeah eight months into it six months into it something like that and the pictures came back and we were back here is at my house in Kentucky and I saw them and I just remember seeing them 
and I have a I have a brother. He's the middle child, and I have a sister that's the youngest. She actually just got married in September. Are you the oldest? I am. Okay. Yeah. I'm also the oldest grandchild on both sides, so I'm the king of the family. Don't let anyone else tell you any different. <laughs> um, I'm the oldest too. Okay. Yeah. Family. So yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. You're right there with me. It's a it's a, it's a different breed. Oh yeah. Know? We get blamed for everything, man. Oh yeah. I mean, and we get no credit, right? Yeah. So. Only for the bad stuff. Right, right. Yeah, where'd they learn that? You. Well, no, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, and my sister, she got married in September. So my brother's pictures came out and because I was in the wedding. My kids were in the wedding, and I saw them. And I think I had tried weight loss before, but I've always kind of been weak mentally, um, where I would get on a kick for a week, kill it at the gym, I'd have a bad day, not feel like going. I'd go home, and i just never go again. And I saw the pictures. I looked at my wife, and I looked at the pictures, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this is this is bad. And I was like, these are my brother's wedding pictures. And here's me, a blimp, in the picture. And I was like, this, this is – something's got to change. And I was in a, a job that was very stressful. I was always tired. Wasn't going to the gym. I wasn't eating right. And it really wasn't that I wasn't eating a lot of bad stuff. It just came down to I just wasn't eating. I was so stressed at work and so busy. I wasn't getting home until 7 o'clock at night. I'd have no water, no food at work. I wouldn't take lunch. And then I'd get home. My wife would make dinner. And I'd be eating a cinnamon roll, a bag of Doritos, and you know whatever. And then dinner, well, yeah, she makes pretty healthy stuff. Well, whatever healthy she makes that I eat just was killed by cinnamon roll and a bag of Doritos that I ate. Sure. And it got to the point where I had put something on Facebook with the picture, and I was like, look, something's got to change. COVID, I mean, at that weight, if I get COVID, that is awful as it sounds to say, that could be the end. What weight were you at? I was a exactly, I want to say like 367. I have an app on my phone that my scale tracked, but I didn't get the fancy scale until a little bit after. Um, but I think it was about 367, close to 370. I was a size like 46, 48 waist, 4XL shirt. I mean, just hard to find anything to even wear. Had you been heavier as a kid? I mean, yeah. you said you were a grad assistant at Robert Morris, so you're around athletics, but had you always mm -hmm. been on the heavier side? I was. I was a, always a chunky kid. I played base, I played baseball and soccer and golf as a kid. I gave up soccer for baseball and then eventually gave up baseball for golf. Mm -hmm. I still to this day feel I was a better baseball player than I was ever a golfer. But I just like golf more. I lived in South Florida. My grandpa had a country club membership. My brother and I played a ton of junior golf. We were fortunate enough to play with some guys that are on the PJ Tour now. Cool. Um, and know some of the, those guys down in Florida. And I just picked it up. And, you know, baseball at that age, about 12 or 13, that's – it's pretty serious. And at that age, you kind of got to – you know, your coaches, if you're not 100% in on something, they're, they're just not going to continue to take you. Mm -hmm. And I had some coaches that knew that I was probably leaning a little more towards golf – so that's the decision I made. But yeah, I mean, I was never quick. I was fairly athletic. I was a shortstop and third baseman. I played infield. I had a decent arm. Now, I probably couldn't throw a ball 10 feet. My arm is just pretty much shot. But I was pretty athletic, but I was always on the heavier side, not really ever quick. 
Were you the kid that could hit home runs before other people in Little League? No, I didn't. I made contact. That was a thing. When I was 12, and it'll sound silly to say, but it's something I'll always hang my hat on. I won a whole Little League season without striking out one time. Nice. My dad and my buddies and I, when I lived in Florida, we would goof off. Uh, we all had like BB guns you know, as a kid. And one thing, we used to hit wiffle golf balls with our bats. Well, a couple of my buddies... I'll never forget, we would get like a jar of BBs and we would take like a stick or something Mm -hmm. and we would throw BBs and try and hit them with a stick. So my hand-eye coordination at a young age was pretty good. Yeah. So I I was never quick. It was funny because I batted like second or third in lineup and that's usually where you guys are speeding up, not me. I put the ball in play. That's probably why I hit where I did. Yeah. But yeah, I, I was never quick. I was not one. I ended up quitting and then coming back to baseball to play with a buddy that golfed with me because his team just had no had players that they just didn't have enough and it was where you could lead mm-hmm. that was a disaster because i was like 13 i think at the time and i didn't play where you could lead and man i was never a threat to run i was terrified to get off the base but yeah never never thin and it just like i said i've tr- I tried stuff before i'd go to the gym for a week kill it Something would happen. I'd have a bad day. I'd come home tired, and I just wouldn't go. And then it would spiral into never going again. Mm-hmm. I actually walked into LAC and was going to cancel my gym membership a couple months prior to when I started all this. And there was a guy in there that convinced me just to freeze it because it was during COVID where you still had to wear a mask. And I'm like, I'm not going. It's not safe to go. Yeah, I'm not going to pay for it. He's like, well, just freeze it. And we won't charge you, just freeze it. Because the deal you have, you're never going to get again. And a couple months later is when I just decided that it's either life or death at that point. I mean, at that weight and what I was eating, because when I would eat, it was nothing good. And, I mean, I've got two kids and a wife that need me. And had I continued down that road, I, I don't know. And that's the scary part. I, I just I just don't know what would have happened. Yeah. Yeah, it's as you get older, you're just at a larger risk for, you know, I don't even, I'm not a doctor, right? Yeah. You know, I'm not going to, but, but there's just right. like complications that you face mm-hmm. as you continue to get older. And I, I don't, not that you're old, right? Right. But just, it's just one of those things. And mm-hmm. to have kids and to have yeah. wife and a dependence where you just don't know. Um, it's funny now because if I had to describe you, I'd be like tall and wiry. I mean, you got these, you know, like pointy L, uh, uh, shoulders and, you know, you look good. So yeah, thank you. it's, it's tough to imagine a couple more hundred pounds on you, yeah. but, um, that's a tough thing to finally take a look in the mirror and then try and start making those changes. I yeah. mean, wow. What a journey. It's, it's, I feel bad because... My brothers, him and my sister will never say that their pictures were ruined because they're they're not. In my head, they are because if you look at pictures of my sister's wedding from September compared to what a year before, I mean, I I don't even like. I have some saved on my phone from my brother's wedding because, like I said, my daughter was in it. You know, it was it was in Orlando, so we took a bunch of pictures. I don't even like really looking at them. Just yeah. because, I mean, I never really, the first time I sat down and really processed what happened was a couple months ago. 
I just I was always mindset of just go 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 go. I never really looked at the changes. I knew clothes were fitting different. I'm awful at clothes shopping. I don't believe in trying things on. <laughs> my mother doesn't know this, but the night before my sister's rehearsal dinner, I had dress pants I bought at Kohl's. Didn't try them on. They were a size 40 waist. This is back in September. My wife looked at me. She's like, whatever. I'm not going to argue with you. If you think they'll fit, fine. Well, I never took the tags off. It was like 8 o'clock the night before the rehearsal dinner. I went to put them on. I came out to the living room, and I said, we have a problem. They were huge. They were MC Hammer pants. <laughs> and she was like, well, what are you going to do? I said, well, I've got no option. I have to go back to Kohl's. And I went back, and the lady at Kohl's, never forget, looked at me and then looked at the pants and goes, did you try these on? I said, no, ma'am. She goes, okay. I think she felt bad for me because she acted like my personal shopper. Like she legit took me to the racks and would hand me pants, and I would have to try them on. And she made sure they fit before she let me return them. MVP right here. Right, yeah. right. You know, and, and that's kind of... When I first started realizing, like, whoa, because I ended up buying like a 36 waist or something like that. Man, I was in a 48. I couldn't even shop at Kohl's, like regular places. I'd buy them online. And that's when, you know, probably about that time I started just, it all started to kind of hit me. And I think it really hit me right around the holidays because that's when your Facebook memories pop up. Sure. You know, all the pictures with all my kids. And all my friends that were in pictures, like Hannah, she would be like, oh, my God, look at you, December or whatever of last year now. She's like, you're not even the same person. Yeah. And that's finally I was able to, I don't know if I want to use the word appreciate because I don't think that's the right term because I didn't really do anything. I just saved my own life. I mean, essentially, that's what I feel. I didn't do anything for anybody. I just made some changes. And that's, I think, when I realized, like, whoa, like, if I didn't do this, I would have probably been over 400 pounds. Might have got, I mean, with that way, if you get COVID, I mean, they say all the breathing problems, it, it could have been a wrap. Yeah. And then my kids, it sounds awful to say, and it may be a bit drastic, but I mean, the massively overweight people, were they not one of the ones that were like at bigger risk for major health problems with all this? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I just sit back and think my wife and two kids could have been left with not much. Sure. Yeah. So we'll circle back to some of the changes that you made. Uh, I also struggle with like body dysmorphia <laughs> mm -hmm. and, and my dad was a Marine. He's a CrossFit instructor now. So he was always self-conscious about his body and would fluctuate between thicker or thinner phases. Now he's like a fucking freak, like a, you know, fitness over 50. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. But he would always impart that on my mom and me a lot of times that were my sister or my brother. And so I grew up very self-conscious of my body. I too struggle with trying clothes on because I never ever want to go into a fitting room and put the clothes on, 
you're struggling already to look in the mirror. Usually you're going to start sweating just because it's like you're uncomfortable. It's usually warm in those dressing rooms. Oh. It's a terrible experience. Well, yeah, the winter, it's like four degrees outside and 400 degrees inside. Yeah. I, don't, I don't get it. But I always am like, I wish I would have actually tried this on because the hit rate of stuff fitting sometimes is is sometimes pretty low. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Stuff's cut differently. One, you know, one brand may fit in one size and not in the other. Right. I'm finding that out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it 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 can be really really a challenge to stand in there and look in the mirrors because especially if if that's not something that you're comfortable doing at the gym or at home to get in what feels like a public space you can hear other people and you're closed in but it just i don't know they're mentally there's something is that something that you deal with too or what was it about trying stuff on that you never wanted to do i was lazy that was a big part of it plus i just we had our kids with us a lot of times and i I mean you probably been in a store with like a four-year-old and a one-year-old at the time i mean it's not easy and they're pulling stuff everywhere my one-year-old just is not your or two-year-old now, he's all over the place. I mean, kid's a maniac. (laughs) And, I mean, that was part of it, but the other part of it was a lot of people that knew me, and I still am bad about this today, especially at the gym, I walk with my head down. I don't don't look up. And self-confidence, I've always struggled with it, massively struggled with it. And that was part of it. You know, and the other part of not trying stuff on, yeah, it's 4,000 degrees in there. You got to take all your stuff off, put it all on, and then if it doesn't fit, you got to go back out there, get another size, come back, try it on. It's like for a $30 pair of jeans, I'll just take them home. If they don't fit, I'll just come back. Yeah. You know, at that point, just convenience and, and just part of being lazy. But now, now I have a pretty good idea. I still, I'm, I'm not buying stuff without trying stuff on, but it's still... I mean, you'll still catch me at the gym. I, I've caught myself this morning. I caught myself walking with my head down across the gym after running when, I i mean, I go at the same time every day. It's the same cats there. Yeah. We see each other at the same time. And there's people that have come up to me mid-workout and be like, yo, how much weight you've lost? And, like, it's nothing against them because that's nice of them to do. But, like, that stuff makes me feel uncomfortable sometimes just because I didn't know they were looking at, you know, I didn't know they noticed anything because I don't, I didn't know them before. Mm-hmm. But now, like, a lot of people have, like, come up and introduced themselves to me. And I'm still, I mean, I try to walk with my head up. Just, you know, if you look at somebody walking with their head down as opposed to head up, what would you think? The person with their head up has got confidence whatever it may be, and the person with their head down may be struggling with something, or they tired. I try not to give off the vibe of being tired and down, or whatever it may be, but if you if you kind of exude the confidence, that can rub off on other people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I still, I still can't get that image out of my head of what I look like. If you handed me a t-shirt, like I wear about a large, if you handed it to me, you'd be like, here you go, I got you this. I would instantly look at it like there's no way that's going to fit. Like I'm so used to putting it on and it being like mm-hmm. I couldn't get my arms through. But now like I put it on and it's perfect. Yeah. And yeah, I mean that's something that I'm sure I'll get over at some point. But I I thought I would have been past it by now, but no. I mean it's yeah. It's just body image. There's a lot of people that struggle with it. Yeah. You know, fat, skinny, overweight, underweight. I mean just everybody. There's people that are 
bodybuilders that suffer from it too, and those are the most ripped dudes on the planet. Yeah. And they struggle with it, so... Yeah. Where do you think you get those struggles with self-confidence? Were you... Does that come from childhood or... Yeah. There's something I haven't... Some people know. It was back in like middle school. I don't even remember what grade. And I lived in Florida. I love going back to Florida. I just don't know if I'd ever live there again. I still have good friends down there. My my grandpa's down there. My brother and my sister-in-law down there. But there was a time in middle school that some of my friends know this. Some of them don't. I had glasses. I had braces. I was your typical middle school nerd-looking kid. I just didn't get the grades nerds got. And after school, there was this one kid. I don't remember his name. I walked home. Because back then, it was safe to walk and ride your bike to school. Nobody mm-hmm. does that anymore. Yeah. And there was one kid that every day after school would pick on me. And he would, like, throw my backpack over the fence on the tennis courts or throw my glasses or punch me. I just never said anything. I just... Picked up my stuff, carried on home, walked home. I don't remember when, but there, my grandmother, who passed away earlier this year, she had seen, I guess, bruises like on my arm or something and questioned me about it. And that's kind of when I was like, oh, well. I tried lying to her. She's an Italian Scottish grandma. She, she you know, the Italian know in her chin letting you get away with nothing. <laughs> and she knew the reason I gave her whatever wasn't true. So she kind of cornered me, my parents cornered me, you know, whatever, and I, I told them, and it turned into this whole thing at school. The kid was, you know, reprimanded or whatever. And that's, I mean, that's a, I mean, that's something I went through as a kid that I still obviously remember. And I just have always, I guess, struggled with believing in myself. I laugh because every job review I've had has pretty much been the same. Does great work, excellent employee, you know, blah, 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 all the good stuff. And then they always end with the same line. Needs to believe in himself more. And I always tell my bosses after the first review, I'm like, you can probably just copy and paste that onto every review you will ever give me. Hmm. It's just, I, you would think, I played golf in high school and I played in college. You would think a sport where it's you and only you. That wouldn't be something I'd battle. But it was. And I battled it on the golf course. I battled it in the classroom. And I still battle it in real life. You know, I, I, I try to do the fake it till you make it type thing. But I'm it, it's still something that I battle. And I don't know if it stems from that uh, middle school thing. Because like I said, obviously, I haven't forgotten about it. But it's just always something everybody deals with things, you know, they struggle with. And that just is one major thing that just is a bugaboo for me. Yeah, I've tried shaking it. I thought losing all this weight would help. It's up to a little bit. I'm okay going out and about now. I'm not as, you know, oh my gosh, I'm going to these friends. I'm going to look like, yeah. I just kind of deal with it now. And uh, I'm I'm okay at least, you know, going out and stuff and interacting with people. Because right now, I have no choice. I have to be. Yeah. It's got to feel good to put those clothes on and feel oh, yeah. like you've... So I think that hopefully boosts your confidence a little bit. And you know what? Like, dude, coming on this show and doing this interview... I mean, you talk about raising your visibility. If you're the person who's sometimes keeping your head down, I mean, this is a major head up moment. It is. And I, 
a lot of my friends, I told them about it, and I was very excited. And then last night, this morning, I got real nervous. Because as I told you before, I've never done anything like this. I put myself out there on social media, but my mentality there is I have to. My job. You know, I got to be visible. But yeah, going back to the clothes. Like, man, skinny people get to wear cool stuff. I know. Like, you know, it's like Oakley. I, I, got, I had LASIK surgery back last May. That was... And we can touch on that more later. That was a bet I made with myself when this whole thing started. I was sick of glasses. They were falling off at the gym. Summertime, they were awful. Golf, they were terrible. I said, once I get under 300 pounds, I'm doing it. I did it. And then I was like, well, I just paid like three grand for new eyes. I got to continue this. And so, you know, that. And then I've been able to wear like some cool clothes, like cool brands. Um, Now, I'm cheap, so I get them at like Ross. Marshalls. Mm-hmm. I don't go to the actual store <laughs> or eBay. I've been a big eBay guy getting shirts, but that's the biggest thing. Like, I mean, the clothes look good. I went to a local men's clothing store in Lexington, Mac and Clay, to get a coat, a sport coat for my closings, mm-hmm. and it's pink with white stripes. Never in a million years would I have <laughs> ever worn anything pink: hat, socks, boxers, shoes, pants, nothing. I tried it on, and the lady at the store, like, she's like, I love it. I love it. And I looked in the mirror, and I was like, wait a minute here. This doesn't look, I don't look like a clown. Who is this guy? Who is this guy? You know? <laughs> and ever, you know, that was that was probably one of the first moments clothes-wise. I was like, wait a minute. This, you know? And then my wife was like, yeah, I like it. And, I mean, anytime your significant other's like, yeah, you look good, you're like, yeah, hey, you know, yeah. I do. Yeah. You feel yourself a little bit. Yeah. And she's been great at, you know, anytime I dress up or she's always been like, oh, I like that shirt or where'd you get that shirt or I like that jacket, you know, and that's been, that's been key too because that kind of reassures me that, hey, maybe I do look all right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I bet she's probably happy with some of the transformation. Yeah, I, t- too. I mean, I tell her every day. I'm young, I'm two years younger than her, so I'm like, "You got a good looking man, and he's younger. Girl, you got made." <laughs> I, t- I tell her all the time. She will never live it down that she's older, because she'll turn. I won't disclose her age, but she'll turn older in May. Mm-hmm. I just turned 35 last week, and <laughs> well, then you just told. I didn't her. give you the number. I didn't give you the number. So you have to be a mathematician to do that one. Um. But yeah, I always tell her. Like, I'll just look at her random and be like, "You," re-, or I'll even put it on Facebook. I did the other day. You ain't going nowhere. You can't find nothing better. Like, how lucky are you? <laughs> I, I, in fairness, I'm very lucky myself with her. Yeah. But that's the biggest thing. Like, I always, always hit her with that. Like, like, girl. I mean, how lucky are you right now? Yeah. You know. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's anytime your significant other compliment that reassures you. Because, I mean, she wouldn't lie. Like, if we're going out together, she ain't going to want to be seen with me if I look like a clown and something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, one of the other things is, uh, in your mind, you're thinking that you've ruined your brother's wedding photos. Mm Mm-hmm. Still do, yeah. But I want and I wish for you to get past that because... It's almost like I'm, I'm, I'm like it's, it's like I'm seeing this other side of it from the outside perspective. Mm-hmm. No one ever thinks about it as much as you do, and when Probably. you get around friends and family, they're just glad that you're there in the mix. They just appreciate you. They, mm-hmm. they're gonna love you no matter what. Mm-hmm. And no one else is thinking that you like. They're like, 
yes, Scott was here. He's in these photos. It was an awesome day. Like that made the day, right? Mm -hmm. It's only us in our minds that are like, well, it, it ruined it because of this, but I, I probably guarantee you no one else is thinking like that. Probably so. It's just, you know, like I said before, it's just, and, and like you say, it's something that individually you battle. My, and my brother and sister would never say that, and they probably don't think that. But when I see it, I'm like, oh. And then I look at my sister's wedding pictures, and I'm looking decent in them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, gosh. Because then, I mean, of course, we got our wedding photos at my house. And I got married in 2014. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2014. Pretty sure that's right. I always remember the day because that's the day UK beat UCLA by like 7,000 points. <laughs> and all my friends were in the pews at church watching that occur during my wedding. But I see our pictures every day. Yeah. And I'm like, gosh, I wonder. I, we don't, I haven't put any up on the wall. We just haven't been frames. I don't know if I ever will. Because, yeah, that's a part of my life. But most people have them on their wall. We don't. And I don't know if it's more me just not doing it or us just not worrying about it. Probably because our kids would tear them off the wall. Hmm. But I I don't know. I don't know if I would because I look so different now. I don't know if I want to be. Yeah, it was a happy day. But I don't know. At some point, I they might just stay in picture frames. What about renewing your vows and going through and getting new photos now? Man, you're just trying to give my wife an idea for me to spend a lot of money. Um, <laughs> no, you could go to Gratz Park and you could just get some, you know, I know some photographers. Yeah, we we probably, once we come up on 10 years, if she doesn't come to her senses before then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, probably when we get about 10 year mark, we, we may do something. I always tell her like her ring is, it the, the diamond's tiny. I was a bank teller when I got the thing. I made like $11 an hour. And I always say, you know, I want to get her a bigger ring. And she's like, ah, well, you know. But, yeah, I mean, probably about the 10-year mark, we might do something like that. But, yeah, I mean, if you were in my house, I mean, we got some stuff on the wall. But, like, our wedding photos are on a bookshelf. Not even really visible. Now, in fairness, we only have a couple photos on the walls. We're awful at hanging pictures. Mainly because now we'd have to hang them really high so my son doesn't knock them down. Yeah, terrible twos. Yeah. He's he's a lovely kid. He's a lovely kid. He's a doll, but the kid is just a maniac. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's probably something we'll do down the road. And those, I would say, would have a better chance of going up just because of how it is now. Yeah. You know, I've never really had a guest that we've, we've gone into weight or body image, but mm-hmm. I certainly relate to it because it, it's almost like, if you don't struggle with it, it's hard to understand that. But when you're going through it and when you're struggling to love yourself or to look in the mirror and be confident or even just to like yourself, you know, not to love yourself, yeah. but just to be okay with who you are, it's tough to enjoy things. I mean, I've got photos and phases in my phone where I won't even go back to them because looking at that picture right. is just painful. Right. And sometimes, you you know, you're eating like I'm a binge eater. And sometimes you're eating because you're trying to just bring that dopamine kick to your body. Mm-hmm. And going back and visiting those times, it's like you're almost like revisiting that trauma because that was obviously a time that you were struggling and you were coping in unhealthy ways because there was something going on. So even just being reminded of those like time hop type photos, you're just like, Oh my God. Like I, I, it's, it's tough to go back to that. 
Yeah, it is. And I have a couple pictures in my phone that I've saved of me at my heaviest. One of them I've put out, I think on Facebook too, maybe, I'm not sure, all three platforms, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. It's me probably August-ish, 2020, maybe September. I'm a big griller. And during COVID, I mean, you couldn't go anywhere. Right. So when I worked at the financial institution that I worked at, our lobbies were closed. So, I mean, work was just pretty simple. You answer phone for eight, nine hours a day, come home. I would grill. I just, my wife would Instacart or Kroger, Clickos, whatever it's called, you know, steaks, chicken, whatever, ribs. I throw them on the grill. I loved it. I bought a new grill for Father's Day that year. I mean, I grilled. If I could do it every day, I still I still would, especially now because you grill meat. That's fine. Sure. And it's me with my sunglasses on, and my sister-in-law got me a dad apron thing. <laughs> it's got a dad joke or something on it. <laughs> and I think, I think, I had to go back and check, and I can send it to you. I think there's a beer in the, like, pocket of, I wasn't a big drinker. I'd have, well, I think everybody turned into booze during COVID because, well, I mean, it made you. Yeah. And I really only drank a lot at, at like weddings or events like that. The last, just to quickly touch on, on booze, just the last sip of alcohol I had was my brother's wedding. I had, um, oh gosh, double digits. I'm going to say 14, 15 beers. I don't remember much of the night other than getting up to my room somehow by myself not being able to get my tuxedo off and my wife having to deal with me with two sleeping children and a sister-in-law in our room with me after like 14 beers. That's the last night I had any. I don't really, I, like I said, I'm a big golfer. I, I just, it's just not, I don't care to have it now. That's with really anything that tastes good. I don't really care to have it now. As you saw what I was eating before. Yeah. Now the Quest stuff's good. But, you know, yeah, I mean, there's pictures I have saved, and I'll send you a couple, and it's it's different. I mean, I had no neck. I had about 17 chins, and I've noticed my head was a lot. I still have a pretty big head, but it's shrunk, like, I think. So, yeah, I mean. It, Do you think you were drinking because you were that uncomfortable to be there and be dressed up? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've never really thought of it that way but now kind of thinking about that where i would drink like a buddy's wedding or my brother's wedding yeah because the more i drank i would social i, I still don't dance i, I that's <laughs> not something i do uh, i'll i told my wife she's got a rule two dances of her choosing i prefer the slow songs because i don't i have no rhythm but yeah i mean i would drink i'd be out on the dance not dancing but i'd socialize with people not just sitting there yeah and you know wedding a cool thing is to have a beer in your hand right well you know like a buddy of mine his wedding was down at the barrel house in lexington and i don't know what you know about those bourbon barrel beers mm. <clears throat> well Pretty they only strong. well they sell them in a pack of four for a reason right yeah <sighs> man i probably had eight nine and i got home and my parents watched our our, our daughter because my wife was pregnant at the time with our son and she had to drive home she would not happy um and my dad's like y you had how many and i said yeah eight or nine and he's like and you're just, you're upright well yeah i was upright because i was 400 pounds 
but I still felt it. You know, now if I had two of those things, I mean, it'd be a good time, but I'd feel it. But yeah, that makes total sense. You know, the more you think about it, yeah, because I thinking back, I loosened up. I talked to people. I didn't just sit at the table on my phone and with my head down, even Mm -hmm. if I didn't know people. Like my brother's wedding, I didn't know most of my sister-in-law's family outside of her parents, you know. But yeah, that makes that that's I would say that lines up. Yeah. Yeah. So, what are some of the changes that you started to make once you hit that? You said it was about October 2020. You're looking at these pictures. What changed? So, it was my brother got married, I think it was October 30th. So, it was probably a week or so after. We'll call it November's when the pictures came out maybe. Or it might have been that night. I don't know. So my mom and my uncle had been on a little bit of health journey themselves. They do something called profile. I don't really understand it. But I that night, I told you about it, I put something on Facebook where, you know, if you're my friend, if you see a cheeseburger in my hand, slap it out of my hand. Like, no. Well, he called me, and he's actually the men's golf coach at UConn. And he's lost 60, 80 pounds, something like that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, bud, if you're serious, tonight, I want you to write down everything you eat. He's like, I don't care if you have pizza, wings, and beer every meal. I don't care. I need to know. I'm like, all right. Next night he called me, and I went through my list, and he's like, what do you have for breakfast? I'm like, eh, I don't really eat breakfast. Okay, what about lunch? I'm like, we're so short at work, I don't typically take lunch. And if I do get lunch, it's usually we've ordered, you know, we have a work lunch. Mm -hmm. But that wasn't anything good either. And he's like, okay. And he's like, what about dinner? I'm like, okay, well, dinner, (laughs) here's what happens. And he's like, whoa. He's like, so you, he's like, what time do you get home? I said, seven. He's like, you leave at 745. I'm like, I do. And he's like, so you don't have any water, any food till seven o'clock at night. I'm like, most days that's correct. And he goes, homie, you could have celery and carrots. It ain't going to matter. You're killing your metabolism. You're not, it, it's, I will, but I also was not eating well. You know, my wife would make chicken, steak, tacos, but I'd have four or five tacos. I'd have a bag of Doritos. I'd have ice cream. I'd have, you know, just random junk. Sour gummy worms were my thing. Mm. Not anymore. But, you know, after talking to him, he's like, all right, get on Amazon, order Quest protein powder and these Hero Bar things. I'm like, all right, cool. And he kind of laid the foundation. He's like, you drink so much water, eat every two to three hours. It's a version of keto, but it's not strict keto because I still, I'll do low fat stuff still from time to time. And so the next day I, I had a eggs and like turkey sausage, I think. And obviously didn't have the quest stuff because I had to order it. So I just kind of ran to Walmart and got some stuff and I started and he's like, go to the gym. Get on Google, find what your fat burn heart rate is. Hit it for 35 minutes. Come home. Cool. Well, I started going to the gym. It was like 9 o'clock at night. I'd come home from work, help my wife get a kid down, eat dinner. I'd go to the gym. 30, 35 minutes. Come home. But eating-wise, I would have like egg white omelet. And I have a container of water that's about 32 ounces, I think. I'd have two of those with breakfast. And then I'd have like a bottle of water at the gym. Mm -hmm. Every two to three hours I was eating. So like lunch would be like salad, green beans, uh, a lean burger, turkey burger, chicken, whatever it may be. Uh, This keto yogurt, skinny popcorn, 
carrot, celery, whatever. And I mean, these quest things, that's, I mean, I even reached out to them at some point and was like, I mean, yo, a lot of people don't like their stuff. Their stuff's good. I mean, that's, I have a quest bar every day for my mid-morning snack. But my uncle, he likes to say he just broke up with little Debbie. <laughs> now, I didn't eat the little Debbie cakes because I'm not, it's funny. You'd think a fat kid loves chocolate ice cream and chocolate cake. I was never a chocolate cake guy. I was the kid at birthday parties. If you gave me a chocolate cupcake, I took the ice and gave you my cupcake. Mm-hmm. I just didn't like it. But, I mean, those kind of things. Ice cream. I'd go to Dairy Queen. I'd get the large blizzard. I didn't need a blizzard, let alone a large one. I just cut out all that stuff. And, like I said, I've tried it times before. Never worked. I always just mentally was weak. And something would happen. I'd be like, oh, I'll have a cheat day. And I'd go to never McDonald's, owned a McDonald's. I'd go to like Burger King. Get a burger, french fries, cheese curds, whatever. I saw the changes. Like, I got a scale. He's like, write down what you weigh starting today. And then it transitioned to my mom got me this fancy scale not long after. And he's like, weigh yourself one to two times a week, same time of day, same scale, same place. And once I saw the changes occur, I'm like, wait a minute. This might be working. And honestly, I don't know how much you go to the gym or whatever, but now I run like three and a half, three and a quarter, three and a half miles every five days a week. I bike for 15 or box and then I lift for 30 to 35 minutes. Running sucks, man. And if I ever have even tempted to have a Big Mac or whatever, I'm like, nope. I didn't just run three and a half miles mm. at six o'clock in the morning to kill it. With a Coke, a large fry, and a Big Mac at McDonald's. It ain't worth it. I didn't go through all that to be able... Now, there's people that do. I have friends that work out just so they can eat whatever they want. Mm-hmm. I'm not about that life because I'm not that... I mean, I don't know if you run at all, but that sucks. Yeah. Like, when I'm running at the track, not only... This will sound awful to say. Not only do I have to dodge the old people, the silver sneakers that think it's their track and walk wherever they want, but I'm running. And it's not fun. Lifting weights is fun, especially it gets out, you know, depression and, and anger. You throw stuff around. Yeah. Running sucks. Like, I finished those three and a quarter miles, and I'm like, <gasps> <gasps> and I've done it almost every day for a year. And it still sucks. It don't get any easier. And I'm not about to go have a McFlurry to just kill that. And that's where I am now. And there's no food. That is worth, and people ask me, do you have cheat days? I'm like, not really. I Because I don't trust myself that if I have a cheat day and I don't see a difference on the scale, I know what's going to happen. I'm like, oh, I had a foot-long fried chicken sandwich somewhere, and I didn't gain a pound. Well, I'll have another one. Who cares? I'm like, then it just, it's over. Yeah. I just know how, I just know that's what will happen. But, I mean, that's, I, t- I tell people what my uncle told me. I broke up with little Debbie. I mean, simply, I put down the cheeseburger and the fries, um, the pizza. I've got crafty, making my own version of stuff. I've started a, a blog. I haven't written on it in a couple of weeks, but I started a blog just given what I did, food I eat, and my different versions of pizza. Or, like, I grill, and I don't use a bun. I use a low-carb wrap as the bun. Mm-hmm. If I go to Moe's, I get a bowl. I don't get the wrap. If I go to Wendy's, I get a grilled chicken sandwich with no bun in the salad and 
and tomatoes and stuff. You can still eat Chick-fil-A. You just can't eat the fried sandwich, the bun, the large fry, and the large sweet tea. Sure. But yeah, I just, it's just that that food, that five minutes that it tastes good is not worth the hour and 45 minutes I just spent at the gym barely able to breathe after running three miles. Yeah. You know? What about uh, they make those like, they're like smart sweets, I think they're called, you know, then like the, the off-brand Swedish fish and yeah. zero sugar stuff. Do you like those or what have you found to supplement those sour gummy worms and the sweet stuff? I'll have the sugar-free Jolly Ranchers. You got to watch though because I don't know if you've ever had sugar-free candy. It can mess you up. How so? Yeah, uh, your, your stomach be hurting and then you pay for it if you have too much of it. Mm. But honestly, like ice cream, they make keto ice cream. They make certain... I'm just not about ice cream. I just don't care to have it anymore. Like Halo Top. Yeah, and stuff like that, that stuff. I just, my wife always offers. I'm like, no. My thing is those Quest bars, and then there's a thing called Fit Crunch that I found. I think Costco sells it. Mm-hmm. I have one of those. So days I work out, I'll have one of those for dessert with a little bit of sugar-free whipped cream. On the Saturday and Sunday when I don't work out, I typically don't have them because it's a day off. I don't have as much protein or as high in fat those days. So I'll have like a Quest cookie or something. But those, like, for example, making my own thing, I'll take a bag of Skinny Pop and a, and a Fit Crunch bar. And I've told my friends, if you cut that up, mix the popcorn and the Fit Crunch, put a little sugar-free Hershey syrup on it, put it in the freezer for 10 minutes, there's Moose Munch. Mm. I would crush some Harry and David's moose munch back in the day, man. <laughs> you know, and that's okay. That's a bag of skinny pop and a, and a fit crunch. That's a lot better for you than that stuff. Sure. You know, but that's, I, I've, I've found the sour gummy worms and stuff on Amazon. I'm going to try a bag, but I know like I've read reviews on them. You can't really eat a lot of them. I've, I've done really good about moving on from that stuff. And I stick to, and I'm pretty funny. Like, we'll go out for a date night. Like, we, we went out to dinner and a comedy show last week. Well, we went to Malone's down in Lexington, and then we were going to a comedy show at night. Well, I brought a Fit Crunch with me, so I would not be tempted to go to Baskin-Robbins, or I wouldn't be tempted to go to Dairy Queen, or whatever it may be. Or it was for my birthday, and I was like, well, I don't want the – I didn't tell anybody at Malone's because mm-hmm. I don't want the chocolate cake at my table. Yeah. I, not that I'm going to eat it, but – I take out any temptation. If they brought it, fine. My friends and my wife could eat it. But by having that with me, it helps cut down on, you know, like this on the way here. I had it. I stopped at Speedway to get some gas and get some coffee. Two years ago, I'd have grabbed two sausage, egg, cheese, biscuit things and a coffee. Well, having that, I'm like, nah, I got my Quest Bar. I'm good. Yeah. You know, that, that's been... Just being disciplined about it. I've probably been overkill on it. I could probably do a cheat day. I've always joked that I wonder what would happen if I went to like B-dubs and had like three or four beers and about 15 chicken fingers or wings and fries. Like I'd be hurting. That would not be a good time about three hours later. But I'm past all that. I don't, I don't need, I don't need that food to feel good anymore. You know, I don't need that five, 10 minute satisfaction of, chick-fil-a spicy chicken sandwich and then a miserable after it yeah what do you think has kept you motivated because you said earlier when you would try and do these things that you might have a bad day get inside your head and then kind of fall off but what's kept you in the saddle my kids my family 
I know they need me. And it's different, man. Like when it's just you in life, you think you're motivated. I mean, you you could be. But like when you got one, two, three other people. Nah, I'm not saying my wife like needs me. Like she'd be fine. But she needs me. Like she can't take care of two kids by herself, you know? And having me healthy, having me around for my kids, my wife, my parents. I mean, I'm the oldest. I'm the oldest grandchild on both sides. I've only got one grandparent on each side left. I, I'd say that's probably what, what's done it. A, a little bit, it, it's going to sound weird to say because I would talk about how I, I'm not confident how I look. But I like being able to wear like cool clothes. Like I have an Oakley shirt on. At 300, they don't make clothes for 400 pound people, man. Yeah. You know? And I really thought, like, losing all this weight, I'd improve my golf game. I suck now. (laughs) I flat out am terrible. Less power or just getting comfortable with the way that your body moves? Apparently, I'm little now, and I don't hit the ball anywhere. (laughs) And a lot of it's motor skills. Like, I, I had the same swing for 20 years. Right. And now it's just like... I mean, I'll be okay if I play consistently for a few weeks and then I don't touch a club for a while. And then I'm like, I just played in a tournament last weekend. I sucked. I was flat out terrible. And it's a lot of this from losing all that weight because everything's different. But I mean, that that's not really motivate me at all. I, I mean, it's, it's mainly my family just because I know what I look like now and how healthier I am. I'm more likely to be around to walk my daughter down the aisle to be at their graduations, to coach soccer, to coach little league, to take her to gymnastics, to take her to the park, which we're going to probably do later or tomorrow hmm. to go to Hilton head, to go on family vacations, to take pictures at these places. Yeah. Take, I mean, yeah, take pictures. Yeah. And that's one of the things I'm going to obviously get a little bit better as just I always am bo humbug about it. My wife is all into pictures and, I've got to get, you know, in more of them just so we have the memories. But, yeah, yeah I mean, motivation just, I, I would say, comes from those three because, I mean, the way I was, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much longer I was. I'm 35 now. Would I have lived to see 40? Probably not. Probably not. What's been the total weight loss? So 367, I think I weighed in this morning at – one like 86 ish something like 187 some weeks i weigh i i in my blog i wrote don't weigh yourself every day i need to practice what i preach some days you know if i go a little crazy you know if i have a little bit more for lunch i'm like oh no it is what it is but um i try and weigh myself at, at, at about one to two times a week some weeks i do it every day some mornings i'm like eh, i know it's fine whatever I try not to weigh myself on the weekends just because I didn't work out. Yeah. You know, I know I'm going to retain a lot more water. I'm going to, I'm not burning off as much, but that's about where I am. I'd say about 187 pounds. So I'm like, like what? One, about 180 loss maybe. When you started, you said that you found your target heart rate where you needed to be in Mm -hmm. your fat burning zone. Were you running at your heavier weights when you started, or what were you doing to get into that target rate zone? It's, it's funny you ask that because I would legit go to the gym. I'd find a treadmill, 
I'd put it on, I forget what incline and speed, and I'd get to it. And about 30 minutes, 35 minutes, you know, whatever it may be. But I noticed my feet and my, like my legs just, just were killing me. And I, I, first off, I didn't have the first thing, if you are thinking about getting into any of this, get good running shoes. Don't go to Kohl's and buy $40 run rubbers. That's what I did. My feet killed me. Mm-hmm. Well, my wife, her cousin was married to this guy named Jay. I've met the cat a handful of times in person. The dude is honestly one of my best friends to this day. The, the whole family is awesome. But he and I and another husband of one of her cousins have, have become pretty close. And he got an Apple Watch or something, I think. And he, he was like, hey, sync up with me. I didn't know what he meant, but I guess you can be friends on there. And he's like looking at my workouts. or Because at that point, I was just walking. I was there for 35 minutes. That's all I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I was losing weight. And he hit me with, all right, tomorrow, two miles. And I said, excuse me? Two miles what? And he goes, run. I'm like, no. He goes, yeah, you're doing it. I said, Jay, I can't run half a mile. He goes, do you have a track? I'm like, yeah, Jim has track. He goes, walk the straightaways, run the curves. Just do it. And I'm like, it's going to take like four hours. He goes, then it does. You're not leaving till it's done. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And this this cat's in Michigan. Like, what's he going to do? Drive six hours here? Right. Well, I was dreading it all day. At work, I'm like, oh, I'm going to gym at nine o'clock. I mean, it's going to be midnight. I mean, the, I'm, I'm going to get kicked out of the gym because they're going to have to close. And here's me trying to run a mile <laughs> or two miles. Well, I did it. And I walked the straightaways. I ran the curves. Curves, what, 20 feet, 30 feet, maybe? Maybe yeah. not even that. A quarter of a mile. Yeah. And I finished. My watch vibrated at two miles. I was like, thank God. I sat down. My phone rang. And it was Jay. And he's like, hey. He's how'd that go? I was like, Jay, buddy, this sucks. And he goes, but you did it. I'm like, yeah, I did. And he goes, do that two to three times a week. Let's see how it goes. I do it five days a week. And now I increased it little by little. You know, obviously I'm a little more than two miles now. I don't remember when this was, but he's not here. Like he's just synced up on my watch. Right. I mean, he doesn't know. I mean, I could tie it to my kid. He doesn't know. <laughs> but... The fact that he, the first thing he said to me after I could barely breathe was, but you did it. And then I was like, damn right. I did it. I didn't half-ass it. I did it. And there's days still. This morning. It's Friday. It's sunny out. I'm not chained to an office desk anymore. I could have very well said, screw this. I'm on the golf course. Or I'm going to come to Louisville, talk to you, mm-hmm. and go home and play golf. I'm not working out. I was running this morning. And I was halfway done. And I was sweating like crazy because I usually wear a hoodie because sometimes it's a little chilly in there. And I, my hands were just, I was all sweaty. And I was, I was exhausted. 
I, I didn't sleep real well. I was just, I was tired. So many times before, I'd have been like, Shh, we're halfway done. Screw this. That's enough. Mile half's enough. Not anymore. I'm like, nope. Finish it. And I joke, like, I kind of talk smack to myself. Anytime I feel like quitting, I'm like, nope, sissy, keep going. Yeah. Don't do it. Because it's crazy. I don't know if you've had, like, a really long day, a really rough day, and you work out, and you're done, and you just feel like, you feel good. Like, I finished. I just did cardio this morning so I could shower and get here. Showered. I ran. I biked. I stretched. I showered, I got in the car, the sun's out, it's gonna be like 60 degrees today, it's Friday, I got a, I got a contract this morning, Yeah. and I'm like, it's gonna be a good day, yeah. it's gonna be a real good day. I don't know if I'd have felt like that if I'd have quit, because what would have happened, I'd have quit, and I'm like, oh, I didn't do it today, I didn't, what did I accomplish, yeah, I got some stuff done at work, but I didn't accomplish the first thing I start my day with, because now I go in the morning, mm-hmm. not at night. And I mean, it's, I'm a year and a half into this and I still have mornings where I'm like, man, I just, I'm just at two miles. I still got another mile and a half to go. And then I got a bike and then I got to lift weights. Like, screw this. I want to go home. I want to go home, but I don't, I don't. And then this also translates into your personal life and your career because now you're on a 100% commission job, right? right? So you, at what point, leave what you were doing and you're working at the credit union with Amit during 2020 and when... Amit wasn't... I wasn't there with him at that point. He had left a little bit before that. Okay. Uh, But I was still there during 2020, yeah. Okay. And then you start to make these changes. At what point... Do you make the change to go into a new career path? Well, it was June, mid-June of last year. And, you know, things happened. I, it was time to move on. And I was like, you know what? I was big. I did a lot of home equity lending at the credit union. That was my thing. I was, not to pat myself on the back, but I was kind of the go-to guy for HELOCs. And I'm like, you know what? I, I was like... Somebody else is making money. I'm, I'm, I get a little bit of a commission on a loan. But I'm like, somebody else is making money off this million dollars I'm doing in loans. I had a good, I had a decent salary. And I'm like, you know what? I've, I've lost all this weight. I've proved to myself that I can do that. That's probably, if you list top five things or top three things in life that's hard to do, weight loss is probably one or two. Sure. Without a doubt. One or two. And I said, you know, I did this. What can't I do? And my current loan partner, Pat O'Loughlin, he was a big referral source for me at the credit union. I, I dealt with a lot of his clients. And I reached out to him, and he's like, okay, all right. Let me get with Scott, our boss. And uh, he's like, if you're serious, I'll reach out. So I did and met with them. And my mantra was, I'm all in. I'm all in on me. I'm betting on myself for the first time in my life. I have no safety net. I've got a wife and two kids. 
and now I'm in a profession where I eat what I kill. You've got to be motivated. You've got to want to get out of bed in the morning. You've got to want to meet people. I have to get over the fear of seeing myself, hearing my own voice, meeting people. I, I have to, or I won't last in this business. And I was like, you know what? I can't just say it. I have to prove it, and I have to do it. I'm all in on me. I'm betting on Scott Meyer. I'm not betting on a company that backs me up. I'm betting on me. Now, my company does back me up. Probably shouldn't have worded it that way. But I'm betting on me. I have no safety net. There are days it is very stressful. I mean, you can ask my wife. There's times I come home, I'm tired, I'm stressed, I'm worried about a deal. But as I told you before, mortgage loan officer is just the title on my card. My job is to help people. What better way to help people than to put them in their first home, to refinance their home, to put them in their dream home, to help a family? What better way to bet on yourself than to bet on yourself and help make people's lives better? And once I finally beat that into my head and I said, I can't just say it, I have to do it for it to be true. That's when I was like, nope, I'm not going back to the, the banking side of things. This is it. It's a big learning curve. I mean, Pat will be the first one to tell you it's a big learning curve. The minute I think I understand something, nope, ain't right. <laughs> but I have a chance to make my wife in my kid's life better by working hard for us, not working hard for someone else. Yeah. yeah. So when you get stressed now, what are ways that you cope with that stress where previously at your other job, when you, you, know, you said you were really stressed out all the time, mm -hmm. what's changed in that regard? The gym helps when I go in the morning. That helps. A lot of times, and, and I have days where I just, I'm so stressed, I just, I'll get on my kids, I'll get on my wife about dishes being in the sink and things like that. And I try, I mean, unfortunately, it still happens. It's just the nature of, of how stress can be. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not a very big video game person. I tried that for a little while. My attention span don't last <laughs> for that <laughs> stuff. Um, I'm a big sports fan. Uh, I, I, first year I wrote about Robert Morris basketball, so I'd watch the games. That kind of gave me a chance to complain about something else. Or like I'll watch a Steeler game and yell and scream at the TV mm -hmm. for three or four hours because they stink. And those are kind of things I do. Golf, which golf stresses me out too, but that's a different stress. I just Those are kind of things that honestly – what I really like doing is like weekends. I love taking my kids places. My daughter's my little partner. She'll come with me places. There's days like over the holidays, I'd strap them in the car, leave my wife at home, let her watch her little Netflix stuff. I'd take them. We'd walk around the mall. We'd pick up Christmas presents for people. We'd go have lunch. We'd come home for a nap. We'd go see Christmas lights. I, hanging out with them, like taking them places. Because, man, like, they don't know. Like, my daughter and son have no clue that daddy just lost a, a, a deal to another lender or he couldn't get this person pre-approved or 
well, daddy was supposed to have a closing day and it didn't happen. They don't know. They don't care. They just, they want to, my daughter wants to build a fort or watch her iPad or ride her scooter or go to the park or go for ice cream. I mean, if you watch it, you take a kid to a park and watch them play around, they have no worries yeah. in the world. Like, my kid's biggest worry later today or tomorrow will be, uh, can I climb up the steps to that slide? Yeah. You know, or why well, I only got to play at the park for 45 minutes, not an hour. They don't care that, you know, they don't know that, they don't know what stress is. You know, stress to my daughter's her iPad didn't charge, you know? Yeah. Um, or we're out of chocolate muffins, you know? And that's been the biggest thing. It's just kind of when I'm out and about with them, it's just seeing like, dang, they got no idea that daddy's closed all his deals and he's got nothing in the pipeline or it was a long day at work. Um, you know, it's just, that's that's the thing. Just kind of seeing the difference in them. They have no idea what's to come in life. Oh, no, they don't. They, I mean, honestly, like their stress is if their tablet didn't charge or my son, we're out of bananas or we don't have any chocolate muffins or my wife took the tablet from my son and how he's mad. I mean, that's their biggest worry. <laughs> Do you remember that scene in Billy Madison? Oh, yeah. Shaking that kid's face. Yep, yep. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. 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 It I mean it's just crazy. Like kids I mean they're they're stressors. They have none. Yeah. And it can be relieving because there's nights like I'll the other night I snapped at my daughter. I mean I was stressed. I had a long day, had a bad day, and she was goofing around doing something and I yelled at her. And then, you know, I, she came and she's like, Good night, Daddy, I love you. And I'm like, gosh, I love you too, baby. Good night. You know, I'm sorry. Or I'll I'll sit around like, hey. I'm sorry I yelled at you, but we have to we have to listen, you know. Or Elliot doesn't like when you pick him up. Please don't do that, or don't antagonize him, or don't do this. I try and apologize. Like if I snap, I I've got to get better, but I try and apologize. Like hey, I mean, because they don't understand, they don't understand why I'm stressed. They just think sure. Daddy's mean, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. First of all, I want to thank you and applaud you for coming in and doing this. I mean, you say you struggle with confidence, but in some of the things that, uh, you know, like, like some of the offhanded comments are spoken with extreme confidence. So it's I, probably only because you can see me right now. If we had an audience, no, that probably <laughs> wouldn't have come out. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that it did. I'm yeah. glad that it did. And I'm glad you came to the studio. Yeah. And I'm really glad that you felt comfortable coming to share this story because I think it's really cool. I think it's something that not a lot of people open up about, mm -hmm. you know, because it can be pretty painful and I'm, I'm proud of you for that. Thank you. And I'm getting to meet you now as just the Scott that I know who's, yeah. you know, a wiry 187, right? <laughs> Which is cool. Some I never thought I would ever consider myself wiry. That's that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. My my flag football team will be appreciated to hear that. We uh that's where we'll see if I have any confidence because I joke that the first time I score a touchdown, I'm gonna do that gritty Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't think will ha happen, but um We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Hey, Frank Sinatra over here. I don't dance, right? I'm, you hey, might have to hey, in this touchdown celebration. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to be an absolute problem in the red zone. <laughs> absolute problem. My wife is playing too because it's co-ed. Yeah. And she asked me the other night, 
And uh, she's like, we're going to be terrible. I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, but you have fun. I said, but I'm going to be an absolute pro. I mean, now all what? Six foot, 187 pounds of me? Hey. I'm going to try and run by people now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I told the guys I'm playing with and some of my friends that first time I, I score, I'm going to. Well, well, that's where we'll really see if I'm confident or not, if I try and do something funny. Yeah. We'll see. Hey, go off one time. Hey, let's you know, have we'll a day, see. baby. Yeah, let's have a day, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so let's start to wrap up and end with some of that stuff. So you were sharing with me that you have found a lot of meaning and confidence in the mantra, let's have a day. So can mm-hmm. you tell me a little bit about that, where that comes from? Well, I'm, if you know anything I'm about me, I'm a big Steve Harvey guy. I love a lot of his motivational stuff. I mean, just a cool dude. Um, I want to be on Family Feud. My family's probably not crazy enough to be on Family Feud, but man, that'd be fun. Um, but I've watched a lot of his stuff, and then I think it's Pat McAfee where he always says, and he's from Pittsburgh where I'm from. Uh, he's not a Steeler, really. He played for the Colts, but he's a funny guy. Yeah. Um, he always says, like, it's a great day to have a great day. Um and now I feel like I've kind of got a new lease on a lot of stuff. Um, and I, I always try to end my social media posts with, whether it's like a business-related one or just like, hey, it's Friday, sunshine, and let's go. I always try and put, let's have a day. Because I've got a new lease on a lot of shit. And... I just don't have time or the energy anymore to sit there and be like, oh, man, every day sucks. Everybody goes through that in winter. I mean, it's 20 and gloomy. It's 60 and sunny day. You feel like you beat up Mike Tyson, you right, know? Right, And I always try to end it because let's have a day. Whether it's going to be a good day, great day, awful day, whatever. Have a day because you can and I just and like I was telling you I've said it not really from the start but I've said it for a while have I always believed it no I just thought it was a cool tagline honestly but now after the last few weeks have been kind of rough work-wise and uh, with the crazy market out there it's just a struggle but I get to go to a job that I like with a cool guy in Pat who I came into his market as a new guy and he's taking me under his wing, answers any question I have. Again, I got a new, a, a new lease on a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and there's just no, yeah, I still have bad days, but yeah, it sucks. I'm stressed, whatever it may be. But I wake up, I go to the gym. I'm like, all right, today something good is going to happen today. You know what? And if it doesn't oh whatever, but the more I posted that, I'm like, I can't keep posting that if I don't really believe it. Because then I'm not genuine. And that's just, I've started to 100% believe it where I'm like, yeah, no. I mean, yeah, it's great. I mean, I got to drive to Bowling Green last week in pouring down rain for a closing. I was blessed to drive two and a half hours each way to a closing to put somebody into a home. Yeah. Instead of God, it's raining and I got to drive two and a half hours. That's I'm I'm trying very hard to flip my mentality, and I still struggle with it. Where I still I'm like, oh, this day sucks. 
but I'm trying. And I think that let's have a day, because I don't like the, the, it's a great day to have a great day. There's everybody says that. But let's have a day. Whether you got a lot going on or nothing going on. I mean, look today, 60 degrees, sun shining. Tomorrow, Saturday. Got you in the studio. Yeah, I got to come here. I got to come to Louisville. I'm going to get to go home. My daughter will be home from school when I get home. Yeah. I'll do a little bit of work. I may go to the park. Heck, I might go play golf. I don't know. Why not? I might grill out later. You know, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that, that let's have a day. The more I post it, the more I'm like, oh, you can't post that if you don't believe it. So I believe it. And you tagged me in one of the posts. Call me famous. Yeah. I well, you like, are. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't. I, I'm a big podcast guy, but I typically listen to golf stuff. And when you had a meet on, I was working from home, I think, the day that it went live where I could listen to it. And I listened to it. And honestly, I mean, I know a meet pretty well. I didn't know some of that stuff. I mean, I knew a little bit about his background. And I know his hotel history. And But, I mean... How you won, I mean, I I was pretty open with you, and I've met you, what, an hour ago? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're super easy to talk to, and I'm like, dang, like, that's that's a... I'm trying really hard to associate myself with people that are like that, that are wanting to enjoy life, that do fun things, that don't do the normal stuff, that want to have, like, podcasts, or want to ride, or want to hang out with people. I mean, that's... People like you get... I mean... I don't know, again, I mentioned Ira, I don't know much about your, your history or your life, but it seems like you, you enjoy what you do. You're easy to talk to, and that's why I think your podcast is so good because there's podcasts out there I've listened to, and the person's all, you can tell. They're just all uptight, they're real reserved. I mean, I met you, I came into your studio, you got sports stuff everywhere, we talked a little bit. I mean, you're super easy to talk to, and that helps. I think that's what made me catch on, and I'm like, I want I want to talk to this guy. You yeah. know, I reached out to you and then you were kind enough to reach back out to me and be like, Hey, I've seen, you know, I've seen some of your stuff. I want to know more. What's up? Absolutely. You know, and that, that helps. I mean, that's, that helps. Well, and I think it's cool. I always think it's really cool. Like twice during, we've been talking for like an hour and a half and twice you've shared things that you're like, you know, my my family doesn't know this, or my wife and I don't talk about this a lot. But you feel comfortable sharing that stuff, which yeah. is which is like a really really cool thing. And I'm really appreciative yeah. that that you're willing to share those things with me, and then subsequently with everybody else that listens yeah. to, right? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, yeah. It'll sometimes. be when when it goes to where folks can listen to it. That'll be. I'm curious to hear what some people say because they're and there's can and i'll send you some pictures if you want to put them like the you know kind of what we've talked about sure that way people can kind of see i mean it would only help me and that's part of why i wanted to do this i'm like yeah i'll talk a little bit it, it helps me with my career you know people will get to know me get to know what i do but also it puts me out there yeah i mean like i said if there was an audience i don't i don't, I don't really do public speaking i don't really consider this public speaking because i'm behind a microphone yeah. Let me really see me. Now, there's people that know me, but there's people who are going to hear this and have never met me, that have never seen a picture of me. And if one person is like, dang, that goof can do it, I can do it. What, Whatever it is, losing weight, I mean, being a better dad, being a better husband. I mean, because I wasn't great. I was not a great husband or father. 
I was snapping at my kids, snapping at my wife. My wife and I have been together for 10 years. We've maybe had a handful of, I wouldn't even call them fights. But I've noticed, like, I needed to do better. And I still need to do better. I still, like, complain about doing certain things. Or she'll offer to do it. I'm like, no, I'll do it. I got to stress. I can't do that, man. I mean, as much as I joke whether she won't find better, she could. Five minutes. You know? But I don't want her to. Yeah. You know, and the better you know, better I am taking care of our kids and her, you know, we'll be together till I'm 70 and she's whatever she is. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, that's, if it, if somebody hears this and be like, that guy's a goof, but he changed. Right. I'm not a goof and I can. That's... And and I, I credit my my best friend Hannah for for wanting me. I mean, like reaching out to companies I used, I wasn't doing that, and she basically said, "You're gonna do it." I've started doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got some stuff from it, you know, nothing monetarily or anything, uh, some some swag or whatever. But you know, she's been instrumental in me being a little more vocal because she always told me she goes, "There's people out there that are trying and not succeeding." Show them that it can be done. People want to see that, that a regular average person that's not some superstar that hires a fancy chef and a fancy coach or whatever it is right, right. that can do it. I mean, I've done it with no personal trainer. I didn't track my food. I just watched what happened and if I would adjust. And she's like, people need to see that. People need to see that it can be done because people may not think they can. Right. Yeah, a thousand percent. That's why I enjoy so much meeting people and having these conversations rather than just trying to reach out and be a podcast that tries to get any type of celebrity, no matter what level. Because, you know, it's so I'm I'm like you in that I'm I'm much more inspired by a single mom or Mm -hmm. a guy that goes on a weight loss journey and then switches career up like that's I find this conversation way more motivating than some celebrity sitting in the comfort of their beach house property that's like if you can dream it you could do it and all that kind of like superficial shit that's why I mean this is real talk this is like coming from somebody that could be your neighbor or somebody that you meet on uh, a flight or just mm-hmm. in a bar or anywhere and you start talking to somebody and I think that's what is so cool about trying to find and elevate people like yourself and just different stories is that it doesn't matter like it doesn't take uh, fame or celebrity status or a lot of money to influence people and be a local leader in your own community and that's always what's going to speak loudest to people and people are going to find a way to connect to it because it is real and because mm-hmm. it is like it's something that inspires other people to think differently and change their perspective where it's like oh I might not be this this and this right but I can still make an impact and that's always going to be the real shit that I'm interested yeah. in learning more about yeah yeah it's I mean that's you can't be, if you're fake, people see right through it. And that's been the biggest thing for me is, like I said, if I'm going to preach it, I have to believe it. And I still need to do better. Like I said, I'm not I'm not this, like, rock star dude, you know, world's greatest dad. I'm not. I have to get better. I mean, it, nobody's perfect. 
Mm-mm. And I know I have to. But I try, you know, like I said today, when I get home, I'm going to do some work. My, my daughter will be home. Probably go outside. I, 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 there's things I do, I need to do on a daily basis to still improve. I'm not at the end. Like I said, I look at it as I got a new lease. I'm starting over. I'm a new person with the way I look. I'm not necessarily a new person overall because I still have to change some of the things I used to do. Right. You know, whether it's snapping at my kids or being stressed or I still need to work on a ton of stuff. Old mindsets. Yeah. Just letting that stuff go. Yeah. I mean, I probably, like I said, my wife is a saint and I'm sure I drive her absolutely crazy. <laughs> I, I, and there's no doubt that right. I do. But then, and knowing that's half the battle. Like you, I'm never going to portray myself as, as perfect. I'm not. And so that's where social media is a lie. I don't post like like a, a, a friend of mine, uh, Pam Jury. She mentioned something a few weeks or a month ago. We had a stomach bug go through our house, and I put on Facebook. I made a joke. I said the stomach bug run is running through the Meyer house, like the seventy two dolphins. And I put hashtag that Lavar Ball quote never lost <laughs> right. And she's like, I love your sense of humor. I'm like, well, what you don't see, Pam is me losing my mind over here because I got a kid puking every five minutes and I'm trying to work from home. You don't see that stuff on social media because right. you don't post. I mean, who wants to see that? Right. But that's where I know social media is not my life. What you see, that's not all me. I'm still a dad with imperfections. I'm still a husband with imperfection. I'm a mortgage loan officer with imperfections. And that's the biggest thing. I, I've got to... Get to the point where even with my weight loss, like, yeah, I'm 187 pounds. I can have a cheeseburger. Nope. Can't. Mm-mm. Not at that point. So. Yeah. Well, I hope as you continue along this journey that you're able to get to those places where you feel comfortable doing that kind of stuff in moderation, like a little bit more of those cheat meals. But yeah. just even just that believability that you have in yourself as it continues to carry on and you you go along forth like I, I i want that and i wish that for you and anybody else yeah. that's listening well, that is trying yeah. to trying to because because you're right i mean you touched on it like no one's perfect right we're, we're constantly a work in progress right. whether you're 15 or 35 or 65 there's constantly parts of your life that could that stand to be improved upon right and i think that the people that i enjoy talking with the most and learning from are the people that are constantly seeking how can I evolve, how can I get better, and then how can I share it with other people so that they might feel inspired and they might start to examine these things in their life too. So yeah. really, really have enjoyed this, and thanks yeah, so much for too. coming on, man. Thanks. Like I said, I, you know, listening to Meets, and I'm going to try to listen to the one on the way home with Eric um, that you did because I've interacted with him a little bit um, in the past. But like I said, I mean, you're easy to talk to, and that that helps. I mean, that that really helps. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Scott yeah. Meyer, yeah. thank you so much. Thanks. And I'll give you some of my information. I mean, anyone out there, I have a blog. If you look at my Facebook yeah, page. Yeah, plug it up. It's called I Did It Meyer Way. And you'll see it on my Facebook page. I have kind of what I did. I post some recipes. Like there's a breakfast casserole my grandma made that my mom and my wife both make. Um, I have a different version of pizza or nachos or um, things like that. Just and I'm I'm gonna start posting more too. The last couple weeks I've just been so busy. I haven't had time to. Um, but you know, I'm gonna post a little bit more to that. But I mean, I, I'm okay with you posting uh, 
my information. I mean, you can post my picture, my business card. It's got my cell phone number on it. I, it doesn't matter to me. Anyone, I, reach out. We can talk about anything. It doesn't have to be mortgages. That's not what I'm after. You know, if you reach out and text me or message me, be like, hey, Scott, you know, I'm, I'm down 10 pounds. Freaking awesome. Like, yeah. let's go. You know, what? Do, what's your goal? Like, what are you trying to do? Are Because now I'm at the point where I'm not trying to lose anymore. I'm trying to build more muscle. You know, and that's where, whether it's five, a pound, that's hard to do. Yeah. So, and, and you know, if you want, I'm I'm fine if you post me for people that know me or don't know me. Reach out. I'm not opposed to talking to somebody if I can help in any way with anything. Like I said, mortgage officer is just on my card. My title is somebody that helps people. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. It was great talking to you. We'll have to make the trip more. I'll have to come out and we'll have to get a meet and go hang out and do something. Absolutely. And get that guy to finally bring you some freaking cookies, a meat. Come on, man. What are we doing over here? I mean, how you come on here and talk about crumble cookie and not bring the man a cookie? I was asking him when he came, I was like, did you, you did you bring any, you know, to the studio? I know, and he, and he like, said no. No, I know. And it's like, man, you own the place. Like, you should have went <laughs> in there and made him cookies personally. Yeah. And it's just funny because everybody asked me how good they are. I'm like, I mean, I'm... 100% sure they're good. Yeah. I've never had one. I think I might have had a tiny, tiny, like that big of one. Um, but yeah, I heard that and I'm sitting there I'm like, man, like, how are you going to come on here? I even brought you some notepads. I brought my man a notepad. Yeah, gifts. My friend bring gifts. I meet comes in here with no cookies. <laughs> I mean, what gifts, homie? <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have to get... We'll have to have him bring you like one of them big party packs, like the the dozen of big cookies, not yeah. not the little one or two. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that, and I was like, man, that ain't right. <laughs> ain't right. Come on here and promote that and, and who he is, and he don't even bring bring a cookie. Next time, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I'll yeah, we'll have to get on him about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think this will help. Oh, yeah. No, we'll definitely call him out on the airwaves, yeah. <laughs> and if you're in Lexington, go look for him at the Crumble in Hamburg, out in the Hamburg area off Sir Barton. That's where it is. I'm not sure. There's one in Louisville, but I'm not really sure where that one is. Yeah, um, I had to go to the Louisville one. And he don't own that one. No. I mean, see, man, you could have had promoted on here. I mean, you could have had a line down to Costco. Live taste testing right, right. here. I know, right. I know. Way to drop the ball, man. Next time. Next yeah. Time. Yeah, we'll get him. We'll get him. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Again, shout out to my dude, Scott. My guy right there, man. Awesome. Awesome episode. Awesome interview. Awesome story awesome mission. I love it. I absolutely love it. I hope you did as well. If you did, please let me know by dropping a quick rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Please follow along with Scott's blog. I did it myerway.blogspot.com. Also check out the other interviews and the other episodes on my personal social media channels, either on Facebook at Real Talk W Benny T or on the Instagram page at Real Talk W Benny T. My personal social media channels are at BennyTomp18. You can also check out the website that we've got, iridewithbennyt.com. And come back next week. Come back next week because we got another special guest. We got another great story. Real people, real stories, real talk. That's what we do, baby. I will be back next week. I am Ben Tompkins. That is Real Talk. <laughs>